the defense. Keon nearly had a pick. Fox says, wait a minute. No, I'll take it back. Reddish with it. Into the lane to the glass. Counted him and goes. Atta baby. He's fouled. This is Dirt and Sprague. Six of nine on threes for Harden. It's Durant exploding. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Jake DeBrus, DeBergeron. Marchand bumps Bjorkstrand. And McAvoy! And DeBrus tips it home. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. What How we doing? Good morning, everybody. Happening? <laughs> yes, what is happening? I have uh, no idea. There's a lot happening right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm currently laying on my bedroom floor looking like Joe Namath in a magazine spread doing the radio show because there's an ice storm out there now. <laughs> You got the pantyhose on? I do have the pantyhose on, the eggplant pantyhose right now, as nice. I've kicked my family out of my bedroom. And uh, <laughs> we're trying something new today. It might sound a little different. It's because uh, Swigard and myself are remote, and we've got the wonderful, the fabulous, the delightful. Will Ortner has decided to sleep at the fan studios last night just so he could wake up and help us do this radio show. So, Will Ortner... Good morning. How was the couch experience? It, it was a different experience. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't figure out how to turn down the station, so I fell asleep listening to whatever ESPN was playing overnight. Um, so that was an interesting thing. Also couldn't figure out how to turn off the lights other than in the studio. So it was pretty bright. It was, it was a weird experience. It was, it was totally <laughs> worth it, though. I've always wanted to be on this show. Happy to be here. Uh, no, dude, we, we, we really appreciate you stepping in, man. Like, I, I, I know the, the company's squaring away everything for you, but, like, we really are grateful that you were able to do that. I know Swag appreciated it from last night doing the Portland Pilots game. And uh, we sprayed the line hard at 8.30 today, so get those spraying line sponsors in at the fan text line, 503-864-6326. That's 503-864-6326. And, Will, I know you're a degenerate, so we'll get your picks later on, but... I did, I did want to talk about this. I found it interesting. So we had a snowstorm. I want to say it was 2017, 2016, 2018, somewhere in there. We had a huge snowstorm. And I got done with the show. Dirt was gone. I got done with the show at 3 o'clock because we were noon to 3. Yep. And I turned on the radio station, and I heard Jason Sukanik and John Sukanik. It was a Souks of Hazard edition. I'll never forget and it took me, I'm not kidding, I got in my car, it was exactly 3 o'clock, I pulled into my driveway at 7.01 p.m. I heard the entire four-hour show because of how long it took me to get home that day. Yeah, I lucked out. I snuck up to Barber and got onto Beaverton Hillsdale before all the spinouts shut that down. But it was, it was right before or after Christmas, wasn't it? I want to say it was. It was yeah. I want to say you're right. It I don't remember the, the month exactly. Christmas, I want to say, because, yeah, we had some people out already uh, on some vacation. And, and, yeah, that one snuck up on people. But apparently this now is uh, the second 
largest amount of snowfall in a single day in Portland history. They got almost 11 inches at their official measurement site. I don't know if it's the airport or somewhere else. Well, they got like 10.8 inches, and uh, and I. It was funny because all the weather people were like hedging. It's like, oh, we got some models that say it's going to go crazy, and they were a little hesitant. They didn't want to freak everybody out, and there you go. It came, and once it came, it came all at once. Yeah, I saw the Oregonian said that it was the second most snowfall in Portland since like 1943. Yeah, um, they got 12 inches or something back in 80 years ago. I would assume that everything is measured near the airport because it just seems like that's kind of their hub. And then also, not that, you know, I, I ended up, I don't know about you, oh, I know about you, Swag, because you tweeted it out, which was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I think I ended up officially with with nine inches, so my nine inches beats your eight inches. Well, uh, take that. Way. But, it, it well, I mean, that happens. But, uh, you know, they said they measure, if they measured by the airport, I know mild stopping grounds of Park Rose in northeast Portland, which is not very far from there, uh, they, I think, registered the most snow. So they, they measure, if they're measuring at the airport, they're measuring from the spot uh, yeah. with the most. It was, it was just, it was wild, man. That was, I, you know me, I, I say this all the time. I don't really check my weather app on my phone. I kind of like look outside. I spitball it. I might look in the morning just to see if I need to wear pants or shorts. And that was like I had no idea it was going to do that. That that surprised the living hell out of me how how much snow we ended up getting. Well, it was funny in the way that it worked too, coming up from the south and then it came over from the east because uh, we uh, you know we were supposed to have a meeting there on Wednesday, which seems like a week ago at this point. We were sitting in there with some fancy pastries, uh, wondering where Isaac and Suk were, and um, and so then you know we all shoved off and we were getting ready. Um, but it was funny cause, uh, my wife was still downtown at her office, which is right near the old building, the old, uh, radio stations. And so they were saying, well, it, it hadn't started in and boy, she left like a half hour late because she sent me something that had snow starting to fall downtown and we were, nothing had started out on the West side, sent her a picture. Uh, it took her three and a half hours everywhere. She kept going, trying to get over the West Hills at some point, um, people started sliding, so she had to turn around and go back and eventually barber to 217 to 26 to home. It was it was insane. I felt so bad for her. So is this where a generational divide is? Because I ha still have yet to check my weather. I, like, not once have I looked at my weather app. Not once mm -hmm. have I. Was there even a question yesterday? Like, it was, I well, looked outside. Wednesday. Oh, well, what I'm saying is, like, on Thursday, and, and Wednesday, I wasn't really expecting snow. I woke up to a call from the schools like, hey, guess what, dude? School's canceled today. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not subbing. And then yesterday when you and I were talking, Swag, about if I could make it in or not, yeah. I'll be honest, I was looking at my backyard like, I could probably make that in. I don't know. I mean, it's not that bad. Look at the roads. Ah, traffic's not too bad. I'll be okay. Well, yeah, no, we knew, like I said, we saw, I, I was, then I was on ODOT cams. I was looking at everything because there's one, it's road conditions. So how well did they take care of them? But no, I don't remember it dumping that much all at once. It, it usually doesn't do, we usually get that light dusting or whatever, but yeah, that was, that was insane. I've, and I've lived here most of my life. So 
Um, the bigger concern, the ones that really shut things down is the ice. I remember some yeah. solar thaws growing up where we had three quarters to an inch of ice mm-hmm. caked on everything. It snaps power lines. It snaps trees. And it was it was a week that nobody went anywhere. So real quick here then, I Will, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, dirt is a little different than me. Like Dirt doesn't use his phone to text anybody back, but no, Dirt will always check his me, phone. quite frankly. Yeah, he, he really is. He's a super old soul, and so he, he always knows what the weather is. Like, I could be in the studio with him random Wednesday. I'm like, I kind of want to golf on Thursday, and he'll just go, oh, it's going to be 55, wind, light rain, and I'll be like, okay, great. Like, he's basically my weatherman because I'm with you, Will. I, I'm a, I know I'm older than you, but, like, I don't check my weather. I just don't have interest in looking at it. It's like I'm going to see sunshine, and guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get way too excited and then in typical Oregon fashion, it's going to rain and the sun's not going to be there and I'll be pissed. And so I had no idea it was going to dump like that. And then to be honest with you, I wasn't even sure what today or yesterday's weather was going to be until my wife was like, hey, what's the weather app say? And I opened it. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's going to be sunny today. But what I would say is because we need to talk about a lot of things today. There's not yeah. just sports to get to. This, is, this was a storm that hit us for the first time. In a long time. At the end of is, February. Did you, well, remember last year we got snow in. We got snow in April. Was April? I, yep. I think that's yeah. when it came down. Was in mm-hmm. April? Like, it's crazy. But we need, to, we need to ask the question, did Will Ortner need to sleep there? So my first question to you, Ortner, because I love that you're a team guy. What team car player. do you drive? What, what's I, your car? I drive a Camry. It's very uh, sensible. 2016. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, know, you got a. I'm a Camry guy myself. I got a 2007. I love her. She's stable. She's consistent. Now I drove. I went to downtown last night. I had a family in town, and their flight got canceled, so they were staying extra night. So we ended up hitting a spot in down, like in the heart, like right next to Providence Park. Okay. And we went and got food, and so we left on the way there. We had a couple moments where it's like momentary slipping, not much, but just like a little bit. You could feel it. But then on the way home, we were going 30 miles an hour the whole way. We ended up being okay. I know you're in a different spot than where I'm living, but I'm curious if you thought about going home or if you're like, you know what? I'm in on the experience of sleeping at the studios. Well, at that point, it was like I've already told everyone I'm staying the night at the studios. I have to stay the night at the studios. Plus, like I'm kind of hoping like maybe I can leverage this to like – odyssey will let me go and do something cool like oh hey like will we'll give you watershed tickets and you can go hang out with laney wilson or whatever that's kind of what i'm hoping <laughs> for right now at this point yeah okay um, but also i gotta get over what is it the 405 bridge that is like that was the sketchiest part of my whole drive yesterday and i wasn't gonna get out of here until like 11 11 30 it's like i might as well just stay the night I can sleep all the way in until 5 o'clock, you know, whatever. I don't see any cameras, so I don't think anyone saw me in my underwear. I don't know if I need to now report that to HR or not. There was no one here, so then maybe it didn't happen. Maybe I shouldn't have said that on air. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I think I could do it. I lived in Ellensburg. Ellensburg is under, like, a foot of snow from December until April, so I'm used to driving in the snow. I'm just not used to driving on bridges in the snow, and that's where it gets the sketchiest. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. The bridge the bridge experience with ice and snow, like I went over the Ross Island twice yesterday, and I, I was maybe going 15 miles an hour. I'm just like, I, 
I don't care if I get passed. I don't care if I get honked or flashed at. Like, I'm not moving faster than this. I, it's a bridge. <laughs> I'm not messing around with this right now. So I don't blame you for that. I, I, okay, so you, you just opened up another can of worms, and we're already against the clock here in opening <laughs> segment one from Sprague's bedroom. But you're, you slept in your under, underwear, huh? Well, yeah, I get warm. Uh, what am okay. I supposed to do? Well, did do you, you take did you take a sleeping bag or blankets or something? Yeah, I had a blanket. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I had a okay. blanket, and um, I used the pillow that's in the studio and my own from home. The nice. Kim Jong Un pillow? Yeah, I wasn't sure if I could actually own up to that being Kim Jong Un, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you know who that came from? <laughs> Swigard. I was gonna no. say someone told me it came from Swigard, and I wanted yeah. to like post a picture about it the first time I saw it, and then I was like, you know what? As a company man, maybe not a great idea nah, to be like. You get canceled for that, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm yep. saying. No, that was a uh, <laughs> that was a white elephant gift that I ended up with at the uh, the family Christmas Eve party. So yeah, I was insane. Like, I, I didn't I want like, to post it. Yeah, no, I think you. I think you have the right call. I shouldn't have even said it out loud because it's it's a truly, <laughs> it's a truly uncomfortable feeling. I I sometimes if I'm like if I got a meeting or I'm hanging around, and I gotta wait fifteen twenty minutes, I take power naps. So I'll just lay on that couch right after the show, and I I did the other day waiting for a meeting to happen, and I like I'm like okay, I'm just gonna lay my head on this guy on this pillow, this evil dictator who's. Very happy. Incredibly awful because Jason Swigert brought this in. He is very happy on that pillow. It is creepy. Well, He's Kim a little Jong-un's too happy. That's been sure. the, the topic of one or more discussions in the club over the years. So, yeah, yeah. So he's a you know a topic of uh, 1080 the fan station who's now in our studio. So Will Ortner is in. He's hanging out with us for us uh, at the studio. We got more to talk about on that because I got a couple more questions. Uh, I also want to talk about just the craziness of what that snowstorm and followed-up ice situation has been in the city of Portland. It was pretty wild to see a lot of what was happening on Wednesday you know, afternoon, Wednesday evening, once the snow started to kind of settle in and dump all over the metropolitan area. So we'll talk about that. Aaron Rodgers has emerged from, emerged from the darkness. And I don't know about you guys, I was surprised to learn that Darkness Retreat was in the state of Oregon, so that was cool. Aaron Rodgers came back to Oregon. Yep. Um, so we'll dive into that a little bit. I do want to get to some NFL stuff. There's a report out about Russell Wilson and his time with the Seahawks. Some Eric Bieniemy stuff that I saw, Lamar Jackson report. So we got some NFL uh, goodies to get to. We've got Colin Wilson of the Action Network, a good friend of 1080 The Fan. Uh, he's written a lot about some over-unders some national championship picks, some uh, transfer portal impact stuff. So he'll join us coming up at 7 a.m. And then at 8, we'll talk to Jake Zivin, a longtime play-by-play man of the Portland Timbers who is now working for Apple TV and calling MLS games for Apple TV and, of course, be calling Portland Timbers game. Their game got postponed uh, and moved to Monday against uh, Sporting KC. And so we'll talk with Jake Zivin with them. Uh, or with him about the uh, MLS season, and we'll spray the line. So get those spray the line sponsors in at the fan text line. Uh, we'll get to that at 8.30. Let's get it going. Dirt and spray, good to be with you. Uh, we're back with a little more on the snowstorm and the ice situation here in our metro area next on The Fan. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague. Uh, no dirt today. If you're just tuning in, uh, there is no Andy Dirt Johnson. So this is, I'll walk you through a lot of things here. We, we will get to 
we, we will just get to the the nitty gritty of what's going on here. We'll get to some sports stuff coming up. Don't worry, we got a lot to get to. We got two <laughs> guests today: Jake Ziven, we got Colin Wilson, of the Action Network at seven. So the the snowstorm hits, right? Everybody does their shows. We immediately start noticing the snow is sticking in our different areas, and we're like, "Wow, this is this is really coming down." And we text our boss and, "Hey, this is protocol. What do we do?" Obviously, Thursday could not happen. There was too much snow. Uh, Dirt and I are out in the east side, and the swag got a ton in the west. Yeah, we got and a ton in so, the west. All the all the main roads. I mean, twenty six was just a it was bumper cars. So I was it, just it was awful. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're off Thursday. So yesterday. You know, Dirt Dirt does the, uh, I don't know how it's looking out there for Friday's show, guys. I'm not feeling great. And I'm like, okay. And I, you know, I'm probably three miles from Dirt. I think me and Dirt live like three, four miles from each other. And uh, I look out my house, and I see the road looks clear. And so I'm having a snowball fight with my kids. I had a dinner scheduled, you know, sometime at the 4.30-ish time zone. So I, I go. I drove downtown. I got to downtown fine. Had a great dinner. I got back fine, and I text Dirt, and Dirt had already sent a text that I had missed, and it said, tried driving, spun out all over the place. Not sure it's going to happen for Friday. (laughs) And I said, Dirt just got home. Do you want me to pick you up? And Swag Swag can attest to this because he's on the group chat. But Dirt had this big, long, the big, long, lengthy text, and it was it was basically like, yeah, I'd prefer nobody risking their lives over this. Uh, I don't want to leave you hanging out to dry or feel like a piece of crap. So his vote was to come to his house and do the show, or he'd be off today, and then I might take Monday off because I have I have the kit you need to do uh, the show from home with. So I I didn't feel like getting into it. I just said, dude, just just stay asleep. Don't do the show. And uh, we'll figure it out from there. So there's no dirt today. Swag is from his house. And Will, the wonderful Will Ortner is live from the 1080 studios. But it's it's been an experience from the 1080 side of things, uh, I would say, for at least 24 hours. Well, and this we're still getting used to. You know, it was Tuesday we came in, and finally our, our studio is all back, uh, mostly back put together in terms of we now have everything housed under our roof. <laughs> and so... Um, so, yeah, so they were working. So we're still kind of getting used to all the different bells and whistles now with the board and how the studios are connected. And then this gets thrown in, you know, two days into it. And, but, uh, but yeah, no, glad for the technology that we can, uh, we can make all this work. And uh, McGinley did some stuff overnight after the Pilots game. So thanks to him. He was like, I'm not waking up at 5. And I was like, all right, do whatever you need to do. But uh, considering it worked pretty smoothly this morning. Yeah, it's it, it's working fine. I do want to say, I on the way home yesterday, my wife goes, oh, so you're doing the show tomorrow. And I go, well, I don't know yet. I haven't talked to anybody. I, I'll figure that out when I get home. And she goes, oh. She goes, well, it sounds like you are. And I go, what are you talking about? It sounds like AM. She goes, well, I saw on the Instagram feed on 1080, Souk was doing a video. And he said, we'll all be live on Friday. And I was like, well, that's mighty bold of him to conclude who is doing a show and who is not doing a show. Shocker that um, Souk just started saying things that everyone was going to have to do. I'm shocked by that. I, I know. It, it, it's a stunning uh, revelation to share, I know. But I, I, I turn to my wife and I'm like, well, you know, he never really knows what he's talking about on that, some of that stuff. So we'll see. But we're here. We're live. Will Ortner, you slept in the studios, and I know we addressed that on the opening segment. 
So walk me through the experience, man. What time did you get to the studio? How did you prepare? Like, did you have food ready? Did you eat before you got there? How did, how did that work? Oh, well, I ate before I got here. My mom made, um, what, stuffed peppers the other night. So I just smacked, like, four of those. Uh, I drove in. I wanted to drive in during the daylight. So I've been here since, like, 3 in the afternoon yesterday. Here's what I'll tell you what, though. Oregon, and this might get me in trouble, they suck at clearing their roads. In Vancouver, there were no issues. I was going, I was speeding. I was driving like really? 60 down 500 and padding. And once, you know, I got onto I-5, I was literally speeding. No worries. The minute I hit the I-5 bridge, there's ice everywhere. The roads aren't cleared off. So now I'm having to go 30, you know, and then up on the 405, that was sketchy as you know what. Also, I'm terrified of heights, so that wasn't super fun for me. Um, but then other than that, yeah, I, I was in here. I discovered that we have a coffee machine. Had no idea. Have you guys ever had French <laughs> vanilla coffee? That's amazing. <laughs> I've had, I thought it was hot chocolate last night. I had like eight of those. <laughs> well, that's why you couldn't sleep. You no, that's why you woke up minutes. at 2 a.m. I had, Jeez, I man. had no idea. Well, I had to Google it after the fact. Like I was on the phone with one of my buddies you know, kind of milling around, waiting to go to bed. And he was like, dude, what are you drinking? I'm like, hot chocolate. It's this French vanilla thing. Like, yeah, no, that's coffee, dumbass. <laughs> he <laughs> thought, wait, 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 Will. Let's pause real quick. Yeah. You thought you thought you were drinking hot chocolate called French vanilla hot chocolate? Yeah. Like, what do you, t- <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, that's a pretty common thing, I would think. I used No. To drink- oh, well, oh, uh, then guess God. what? I was drinking coffee at like 10. I'd go to the Hawkinson Market and get French vanilla all the time. It was so good. I yeah, so you'd see the vanilla. machines at the you'd see them at the little corner stores, and you just thought you were filling up on hot chocolate, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I good thought that's God, what they sold. Man. So I, I, good God. I had I had a few of those. I don't know if I had eight, but I had a lot. And then, you know, sleeping in here wasn't too bad. I got to listen to Freddie Coleman. You know, he's still kicking. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. woke up to a little sports center like I was a kid again and, uh, you know, had some contacts here, brushed my teeth. I do wish I would have brought a change of clothes so I could have showered, but, you know. It's not yeah, we got a nice shower. Hasn't been used yet, really. You could have been, like, one of the first people, like, years ago before you, before you, like, really, uh, you had hopped on at the end there at the when we um, left that previous building. Before you had gotten there, for years, there was a program director who programmed the Wolf, and he worked out before he went to work, and so he'd always have a gym bag with him. He he famously, like, basically owned the shower in our bathroom to the point where nobody else would use it because everybody was scared to step on his pubes. And one day, I actually came in. Was he shaving? I in had there? to shower. No, it just, he's a little older, and, you know, you scrub, you scrub areas and things fall off, man. That's just how mm. life kind of goes. But I would have to, sh- I had shower one time, and... It was probably the worst experience of my life in terms of showering because I forgot shower shoes. And so, like, I'm not Ooh. kidding when I say the entire floor of that shower was covered in, like, gray and brown pubes. And it was it was like navigating landmines. You know what I mean? I should have gotten an award for being able to get through that shower. It was well, ridiculous. You're also talking to a dude who has, like, by my estimation, showered with hundreds of men before. So it's sure. not, like, that big of a deal for me. And. I don't know. I never did the shower shoes. That might make me disgusting, but... Oh, you never did shower Ooh. shoes, huh? Well, no, you you, you got to pee on your feet. No. Excuse me? No. Yeah, that's how you avoid uh, That's how you avoid athlete's, athlete's foot, foot. Right? You, you got to yeah. pee on your feet. Yeah, it's a whole thing. 
See, that doesn't gross me out. What grosses me out is the idea that you just you get out of the shower, you dry off, you sit down, and as you're drying your feet, you see these hairs between your toes, and you go, I'm not sure that's mine. Not, not, I'm not sure that's me right there. That's, that's an uncomfortable feeling. That's foul. You, you were clearly an only child? Uh, no, actually. Uh, no, I wasn't. Well. well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have your own shower? Uh... <laughs> uh, well, it, it more speaks to my, to my mental state than anything else, to be honest with you. I think that's what that revelation does. So uh, thank you for staying in and drinking a million cups of French vanilla coffee, thinking it's uh, hot chocolate. You know, we, we always appreciate uh, the team thing. It, it's pretty wild. How much? How much tweets or news or whatever did you guys consume on this? Because I was kind of glued to my Twitter for a while. Some people I follow were stuck on the roads, and when I saw some news reports, I mean, there were a ton of people that had to stay in their cars for the night. They like they literally couldn't go anywhere. Some people ditched. Some people didn't. I just I, I felt bad for a lot of people on on what would that have been Wednesday evening. Because yeah. man, when this city hit, gets hit with snow, it get, it gets hit bad, and it's not just the roads that suck, Ortner. It's it's kind of everything just spins out of control, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's well, especially the west side when it comes and they're unprepared for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I was uh, my wife was calling me trying to get. I was on Google Maps. I was on ODOT, all the ODOT cams trying to figure out where's the way to get from the south waterfront up the hill on the west side because we heard you know 26 they were abandoning left and right, and so we were trying to go. You know, Burnside's not going to work. Vista's not going to you know. And so every time she kept going into. So I had the news coverage on going nuts trying to look. It was it was crazy. And there were people, she had other people from her office that was 5 or 6 hours before they got home. Yeah, I, I didn't oh, consume just, anything. Oh, you didn't you didn't look at anything? Well, no, I did. I was doing an indoor Ironman, so I had to do a beer mile to end it. So that's what I was doing. <laughs> So you're drinking beer and you're working out and the rest of Portland is collapsing because anytime we get over two inches of snow, we have no yeah. idea what to do, and we how to operate salt in it. to save two fish that might swim upstream. Well, That's unbelievable, man. Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. They, look, part of me doesn't blame them. It's like, you know, what does the storm happen now? Once, once a year we get snow, maybe bad-wise we get one every like two, three, four years. There's a part of me that doesn't blame him, but then like you see it unfold and you go, how, how are we so bad at this? How are we this bad at this? This is another level of bad. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. And, and when it happens during the day, as of, if it's overnight, they can plan for it. And that's the biggest problem is everybody was at work and they were kind of waiting. It's like, all right, how bad is it going to be? Maybe we might get an inch. Shouldn't be too bad. And then everybody waits too long and then they panic and then it's mass chaos. Uh, I want to uh, follow up. There's a sports story related to the snowstorm that we had. I want to tell you guys about a genius local marketing idea that I have to talk about because, Mm -hmm. guys, I think this might be the greatest idea or run of ideas I've seen in some time. We got Colin Wilson coming up at 7 a.m., but it is 631. We're back with more. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in on a Fast Break Friday. Dirt and Sprague with you. Good to be back on the air. 
We thank our uh, great engineers for helping us out. We thank Will Ortner for getting to the studio yesterday and staying the night. And, um, yeah, it's just it's good to be back on. Swag is here. There is no dirt. Uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, but with the ice storm and the snowstorm, uh, it was a bit much. I'm the only one with the equipment to be able to do the show uh, from home. Obviously, Swag has it because he does the Pilots games, but I have the other one. And so uh, I didn't want to drive to Dirt's house, so Dirt is sleeping. And we're doing the radio show. I'm live in my bedroom. I'm currently on the floor in sweatpants looking up at my ceiling, wondering what am I doing with my life right now. But that is exactly what is happening. And so I want to be honest because this is a, an interesting experience for me. I've never done anything from my house like this uh, outside of doing the Jack Ramsey's podcast. So uh, we have a lot to get to. Colin Wilson's going to join us on the Action Network coming up at 7. Uh, we're going to talk some college football with him. Uh, he dove into college football, some uh, over-under, some win totals, uh, his national championship pick. I uh, I saw who he's picking. I, that one kind of stuck out to me. I, I get it. But also, really, are they going to get past these teams? So we'll talk about that stuff with uh, Colin Wilson. And then at 8 today, uh, Jake Ziven is going to join us of Apple TV and uh, longtime Timbers play-by-play man as he gets ready. His first game he's actually going to call is not a Timbers game. It's an L.A. versus L.A. battle at the Rose Bowl on uh, Saturday night. Yeah. I call that one El Trafico. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear about how they're setting it up. Are they traveling those guys all over the place back and forth, or are they kind of in a studio? I'm curious about how it's all going to work. But, yeah, the Timbers decided to push theirs back to Monday. I don't know when, uh, if Sporting KC got here, so that might be part of it as well as just getting the stadium ready. Um, I don't know when the crew's going to be in there, able to get in there and start, uh, you know, clearing stuff out of there. Um, so yesterday, the uh, the snowstorm and the the ice is impacting a lot of people. People not working. I had group chats going that, you know, people getting hammered at eleven a.m. and <laughs> it's two o'clock on the East Coast. Let's do it. <laughs> And uh, I think I always enjoy that. People have fun once in a while, and something like that happens. Did you see what happened to the, your Portland Trailblazers, Jason Swigert? Did you see what happened I, with their travel plans? I did. They uh, they got stuck on the tarmac, which uh, having been stuck on a tarmac before waiting out a thunderstorm, uh, that's usually what it is. There's lightning in the area. I, I've had to do that in Atlanta. I've had to do that in Denver. Denver's the worst stinking place. And you just ask yourself, okay, why do they put us on the plane and get us out there if they know this thing's going to be 45 minutes to an hour and a half? I never understood that. But at least if you're going to be the Blazers, it's nice to be on a chartered plane and uh, have somebody like Dame who can just uh, invent uh, a new track right there for you. Yeah, did you like that they created a music video and a song because they were stuck on the plane so long that they just said, you know what, let's let's create something. We're bored. We got nothing else to do. Um, I I kind of I loved it. I was ready to gamble on the Blazers. Will I know you you're a big degenerate. I was ready to gamble on the Blazers money line last night, and then I saw that Dame, Jeremy Grant, and everybody else basically wasn't going to play, and I was like. Mm. Now they're going to get killed, and they well, did. That's exactly what happened. I understand the logic. Okay, those guys were going to rest because we sat on a tarmac and didn't get in. I, I, I don't know. I'm not quite following the logic there. They were out for Victor Webb and Yana flu. I, I guess, <laughs> but I, I don't know if they can catch No, they're not tanking. They're not tanking. No, look, it, here's the reality. They're on a tarmac for like seven hours. At some point, it's ridiculous yeah. that they even had to play that game. 
That's uh, true. The NBA was not interested in pushing that back. And so the NBA was like, no, you guys are going to play. They landed in Sacramento like 3 o'clock. The game is at 7. And that's just, it's kind of a ridiculous position to put a team in. And so I liked Portland basically telling the NBA, F you. You want us to play a game? We're not going to care about that game. Like, what? how do you not accommodate that? A tarmac for seven hours. I went, When we went to, uh, I went to Nebraska years ago, I, I got, uh, we had a thunderstorm in Nebraska, light, thunder lightning storm. So they had to divert us to Kansas City, and we had to wait for the storm to kind of subside, go away. And we landed in Kansas City at the airport. It was probably 1 a.m. I want to say it was like 1 a.m. Nobody was there. Airport was always closed. There's no planes moving. It's just us. We were on that tarmac for three hours. And I was on like a, you know, a smaller plane, not like a huge one. I'm going to tell you right now. Being on the tarmac for three hours sucked. Oh, and yeah. I know they have bigger planes. I know they got, you know, nice little situations. It still had to have been awful to be on that tarmac for seven hours. That's a long time to just sit in a plane. Uh, it is, and, and especially in a commercial plane where you just – there's nowhere to go. They don't want you to get up to go to the bathroom and all that stuff. At some point, it's ridiculous, and it puts the it puts everybody in a horrible spot. The, the flight attendants – they have you know protocols and procedures they got to follow, but at some point you got to be recognize the situation. So, yeah, there's no worse place to be. It's like at least you know the Blazers were up all around. It's a chartered plane. Everybody's got room to maneuver. It's not. It's inconvenient, but you know they made the best of it, and that's and a lot of that goes to Dame. I think you know you want to talk about team culture and chemistry and all that sort of stuff. Are they all on the same page? There you go. You know, do you, you sit there and get all pissy and everybody's, you know, wanting out of Dodge or you just make the best of it? Well, uh, you played you played at a smaller school, so I, I've always heard funny stories about stuff like this. Yep. Do you have a bad travel experience what year? at any one point? Yeah. What it, what, what's the worst? Yeah. What's the worst one you can remember? Uh, the worst one that I can remember is, well, my last game ever. We were. It was the one time we ever got to fly charter because if you go to playoffs, the NCAA pays for it. So instead of having to fly southwest and stick my 300-pound butt next to a, two other 300-pound offensive linemen who smelled and didn't shower nearly enough, um, I was excited to finally get to be in a charter. As we're flying into Yakima, uh, there's freezing fog, so we can't land in Yakima. We had to fly all the way to Spokane. The nearest buses for us to pick us up, they were in Yakima, so we were stuck on the plane for about an hour before finally everyone came to their senses and were like, hey, you know what, you guys can like go and hang out. But we're still waiting another two or three hours. This is also at like midnight. So we're waiting another two or three hours for the bus to come in, the buses to come in and pick us up. Our school president, he bounced. He got an Uber or something because he went home. <laughs> he wasn't sitting there waiting with us. And, wow. like, a couple of the coaches, like, they were able to, like, go and I think they found some, you know, I think they found a couple of drinks or something like that. But, like, we couldn't because technically, like, they were, you know, in charge of us and it was illegal, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, that thing, that thing sucked. It went from I was going to get home after getting my ass kicked in a football game against a guy who now plays for the Patriots um, and being able to be home at 8 and, you know, go see the girlfriend, do that whole stuff to 
I didn't get home till like four or five in the morning. And when I got home at four or five in the morning, the call was, Hey bud, I need you to go pick me up some Dramamine. I had a rough night at the bars and I had to do that for the girlfriend at the time. So it, wow. it, it was a tough trip, but I, I had others where like, they didn't give us towels so we couldn't shower. I had games no, that's where like, great. they didn't, they didn't have water. There was no water. So you couldn't shower. And when you're a D2 team, you're driving you know, at least four hours from the airport to the game. So we're driving, you know, from a game to the airport, no shower, having to get on a plane to fly home, yeah. no showers. Yeah, it, it was gross. Yeah, that, uh, that sounds disgusting. And I also want to tell you that if I was in that situation getting home from a long day and my girlfriend says, hey, can you help me out and get something? I, I think I might end the relationship. I might have, back then, I might have been built differently to just say, nah, this relationship isn't worth that energy. I'm, I'm going to sleep. I had an awful travel day. No thank you to that. I'm a sucker. I stayed the night here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, touche. You've always been a team player, and that's what we appreciate about you. Um, so, yeah, let us know. I mean, did you have anything out there? I saw this morning on our, where would have been our route into work, like, 84 looks like it's just packed with ice, and I saw a crash eastbound. So everybody be safe out there. Don't go crazy. Don't even work if you don't need to. Like, if you can skip the day, skip the day, man. It, it ain't worth sliding around out there. So I saw that yesterday. The Trailblazers stuck on the tarmac for over seven hours, uh, eventually get to Sacramento, and they played nobody, and guess what? They got absolutely worked by the Kings. Uh, who light the beam again. Uh, we'll get more into them coming up in the show, look ahead of their schedule a little bit. A lot of people doing what Will did there, concluding that yesterday was a tank job, that they're tanking now. They're going in the Wimbayama sweepstakes, and Damian Lillard responded to that. So we'll talk about that coming up. We have Colin Wilson coming up here at the top of the hour. Uh, but I'm back to appreciate a local story uh, from a local team, and I want to tell you who that is and what they're doing. That's next, Dirt and Sprague on The Fan. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. We've got Colin Wilson coming up here at the top of the hour. Dirt and Sprague back with you on this uh, fast break or flop shot Friday. Whatever you observe, whatever you observe. If you're going to watch the NBA. You're going to watch uh, the golf tournament going on. I know the MLS season's uh, kicking off this weekend. So a uh, football Friday for some of you as well. Uh, Jake Zivin is going to join us. He's a longtime Timbers broadcaster, now working for Apple TV. And so he'll call MLS games, Timbers games. He'll join us at 8 a.m., his uh, Wilt Wertner has sent me his college photo in which he had like a massive amount of hair and a scraggly little beard. I just, he doesn't even look like yourself, Will, there. That's a, that's a different human being right there. It's a beautiful photo. I'm telling you, you want a good laugh on this morning. You're, you're upset that you're stuck at home. Icy, go to Central Washington football roster and go look up my pictures. It is a cascade of calamity. I think we're going to have to tweet this photo out at Dirt and Sprague uh, just to shout out his college look. I mean, this is, the fact that you even had a girlfriend is amazing. i got to be honest with you. I think you're a much better-looking man now than you were back in your college days. But I, I appreciate people who can laugh at themselves and enjoy what they once were because I, I can tell you right now, there's some photos of me from college that aren't flattering. I got cubic zirconium earrings in i wore slightly baggier clothes it you know wasn't the greatest look of all time but it, it is it is what it is it was a different era and it was a different time as the kids would say um before we get to colin wilson i'm gonna do a quick shout out i don't i don't shout out local teams and companies maybe enough and i i want to give a quick shout out to the fine people over at the portland pickles 
The Portland Pickles baseball team, I think in any other situation, would not be a team many would talk about or even think about. It's it's lower level, you know, uh, single A baseball. But the Portland Pickles don't run like normal franchises. The Portland Pickles are marketing geniuses. And if you've never been to a Pickles game, highly advise go do it. It's a nice little evening out. It's a good atmosphere. They're great. They Every year they try to do something new and unique, and they are no different this year than any other year. This is their 2023 promotional calendar that they tweeted out. And they've got, so on, on, March, or on May 30th, they've got Tattoo Tuesday, which is also Educator Appreciation Night. So people like Will, you can go to the game. You can say, hey, I'm a teacher. You're getting in for free. You also can get a tattoo, but you have to get a tattoo of a pickle. Where? <laughs> anywhere. You can get a, a tattoo of a pickle anywhere. I'm thinking about getting one on my hand. I'm, I'm not kidding. A tiny little pickle. I'm looking for a tattoo. I've been trying to find a spot to get a tattoo. I would get a pickle. Oh, I mean, if you're gonna get, if it's your first tattoo, I don't think there'd be a better tattoo than getting a pickle. So everybody goes, "Why did you get a, a tattoo of a pickle?" Like, why not? Why would you not get a tattoo of a pickle? Pickles are delicious. They've also got Wolf Wednesday for their dogs. You've got Pickleless Cage Night. So from Fast Times at Ridgemont High to Pig, come celebrate Nicholas Cage with the Portland Pickles. They're gonna have Nick Cage Pickle Theme Night. So they're gonna make Nick Cage a pickle. Now is Nick Cage gonna go show up? Do they get they got Nick Cage coming? Because that would be amazing. I don't. I mean, I, I it feels like something Nick Cage would actually show up to. Whereas, like if it, if they were a, a if they were a higher level team, I feel like he'd be like, no, that's that's too popular. I think it's they're right in that sweet spot of exactly where you need to be to get Nick Cage to show up. Well, yeah, uh, and he's, so I, maybe if, he's shooting another movie out here after he shot he shot Pig out here, right? He did. He stayed here for like three months. They said he was staying in Southeast Portland, and people would yeah. randomly just see Nick Cage at a dive bar. Be like, oh, it's Nick Cage over there. They've got a Goonies night. Like, okay. I, I just I can appreciate the Portland Pickles. You go look at their promotional calendar. Bill Nye night. Like, they do it and they do it right, and they get a lot of traction. They have listen to this one. They have a California people moving to Portland night. Oh, now that ought to be interesting. I'd like to see the programming that goes in around that. Uh, he wants people to. They want their people to bring their avocados and show their love of pickles. I mean, I I just wanted to shout them out because I think they do an exceptional job uh, on on social media. They go viral all the time, and the promotional calendar it needed to be talked about. Keep Portland Weird Night Fourth of July. Obviously, they got State Fair stuff. Uh, so it's it it's they got Hercules from the the Sandlot Night like. They're unique, they're fun, they're different, and it, it, I'm just saying this because I appreciate them, not because they need me to, but go check them out. Everybody that works over there for that team, they're, they're fantastic. I love the gear, I love the logo, and the promotional calendars, is, uh, it's, it's top-notch. Go check it out. Um, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's dive into sports. We've delayed enough. The snowstorm has taken enough of our attention. Uh, let's dive into it. Colin Wilson of the Action Network. We're talking some college football with him, and we're diving into some of the sports stories that have been going on. Dirt and Sprague, hour number two on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.